Presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV News, weekly insights for investors on listings and news in the exchange-traded fund industry. I'm Dan Barnes. Joining me this week is Matthew Tuttle, Chief Executive Officer and Chief Investment Officer at Tuttle Capital Management and Deborah Fur, Managing Partner at ETF GI. Guys, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. So we've seen that the SPAC market has been really hot in 2021. In the first five months of the year, there's been more SPACs coming to market, more money raised than last year and in each of the individual past years. Pretty interesting space. Absolutely. Matthew, what's your assessment of the state of the current SPAC market? Unfortunately, it's cooled down a lot. And a lot of that was because the SEC wanted to kind of wrap their heads around it a little bit better. They put in some speed bumps with some rules around warrants. That's really slowed the issuance of new SPACs. You've also had high profile SPAC mergers that didn't go as well as maybe people would have hoped. So that slowed the market down a lot, but I think it'll certainly start to pick up again, you know, once we get through this little SEC speed bump. Last week, you listed two new ETFs one of them, I'm kind of curious, what is a DSPAC ETF? Right. So a DSPAC is a company that came public through a SPAC merger. So we created an index called the DSPAC index. It's 25 of the largest companies that have come public through SPAC mergers. And we keep it fresh by making sure that it only looks back a year. Then we launched two ETFs off that index. One is long, the companies that are in the index, and the other one is short, the companies that are in the index. And how often do you reconstitute that index and the ETF? So the index and and the ETFs rebalance on a monthly basis. Again, we want to keep it as fresh as possible. And what type of investors do you think will be using these products and how will they use them? On the long side, these are all companies that are not in any Russell indices. So there are two things there. Number one, if you're an index investor, you're not getting exposure to these companies. And number two, eventually they might get added to a Russell index. You know, boom, that's going to be like rocket fuel for these names. On the short side, there really is no way to go short these companies effectively. It's hard to do. So we put it together in a package, and these are companies that move. Yeah, I think the index is down something over 30% year to date. These are companies that people want to get short exposure to. So we see this more hedge funds, family offices, real active traders using the short side. One of the reasons many thought SPACs were hot earlier this year and kind of at the end of last year was due to the fact of COVID and people not doing roadshows. What is your outlook towards the end of 2021? We're bullish on the area. We think that the pre-merger SPACs have bottomed out. We think the SEC is going to wrap their head around it. People are going to be issuing these. There's going to be a demand for it. It does democratize the IPO process for individual investors. It adds another uncorrelated asset class. So we don't think they're going anywhere. Really, at the end of the day, the SPAC market just needs a win. It needs a merger to go through and for the stock price to go up to start getting people's interest again. And that'll happen. That's great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Deborah, can you give us an update on the newly issued exchange traded funds over the previous week? Last week, there were 23 new ETFs launched. There were 16 cross listings. 
17 issuers brought products to market, listed on 12 exchanges. One of them was on digital assets. And I do think it's important not to call them cryptocurrencies because Mm. what came to market was a product that's tracking Cardino, which is actually a blockchain platform and not a crypto asset. So I think calling everything crypto assets can be confusing to people. It implies something that it's not actually. Three were fixed income, 19 were equity. We had five active products. We had the first LGBTQ ETF come to market where they've created an index that's based on companies that the LGBT community feels is positive towards them and resonates. And the performance for that index has actually been quite good. Again, more ESG, and I would put that into the ESG bucket. So I think the thematic ESG is still a continuing trend that we see coming to market. And Wisdom Tree did two core ETFs last week. That's really good to hear, Debbie. It's great to see that ESG is being picked up both by new issuers and, of course, the investors as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsor, Syntax Advisors, Matthew Tuttle and Deborah Fur, and of course, you for watching. To catch up on our prior episodes and to catch up on new ETF TV news, go to etftv.net. ETF TV news does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.